welcome back to another episode of Critical Conversation. This is your host, Logan Reed. Hope everyone's had a good week this past week, this past month, this year, I guess I could say. I want to start off by talking about the point of this program and a little bit of an overview of what we do here at Critical Compensation. The point of this program is to educate listeners on what's happening in compensation of employees to employers. We investigate stories that we see out in the news or I see out in the news and talk a little bit about these issues that are facing employers as well as employees. If you have the ability, a donation would be appreciated. Head over to Google, type in critical compensation, go to Anchor, and you're able to donate there, Patreon, and um, as well as the Cash App. Any of those would help out in getting more good, solid information um, of news events that will be featured here on Critical Compensation. Any and all donations are appreciated. Also, if anyone out there is looking for uh, compensation analysis, I am available, compensation analyst here in the Kansas City metro area, open to remote work, all the above. I would love to help out your organization, an organization of maybe a family member, friends, that they need in struggling with keeping and retaining good employees. I think it's important that good employees and good people deserve the compensation in which they deserve and at least have a little bit of a say in that. That is the point of this program here, as well as detailing what's going on around the world. So let's get started in our first story today. And it's been quite a big, big week especially with the new president, Joe Biden, who uh, hopefully will enact some good uh, executive orders as well as passing, along with President Vice President Kamala Harris, some good um, things there in the Senate, some good legislation that's coming out of the House and into the Senate and hopefully be voted for. I know stimulus checks are kind of up in the air, Um We'll talk about that a little bit in our first story here, as well as uh, talks about a minimum wage increase, possibly to even $15 an hour. Now, that looks like it's gone through for federal workers at $15 an hour, which is great. Now, let's see what will happen outside of that. It could shake up everything. I know I'll be busy if that's the case. Um, So let's get into it. The first story comes um, with Hunts Points workers, which was in the news this week, and where they were striking over um, their base salary increases there in New York, the largest uh, provider of, of food there in New York. But before we get into that, let's talk about a compensation lawsuit employers were putting against hunts and this comes from foodbusiness.net in an article courts denies food post foods motion to dismiss compensation lawsuit um 
According to a lawsuit, Post Foods employees are seeking compensation for the amount of time spent changing clothes and washing their hands before and after shifts. The plaintiffs claim Post Foods actions violate the Fair Labor Standards Act. Um, so they denied a motion. The District Court of Michigan denied a, vote, a motion by uh, Post Foods uh, to compensate employees for for overtime hours. Now, this is similar to what's going on there um, in New York and why they've been striking, not only for an increase in wage, but there's other reasons we're going to investigate here. Um, and, and like Hunt's point, Post Foods employees are seeking for the time spent changing clothes, washing hands before and after the shifts due to due to changes. And I definitely know from my own personal experience, uh, being in those kind of jobs where you change maybe 10 minutes before, hop into your shift and get paid. Now, is that time spent in the building performing an activity which will go out there and do the job? I think so. Um, I know it took about 20 minutes, 10, 15, 10 minutes before and 10 minutes afterwards my shift when I was working at a at a place in Kansas City uh, manufacturing or making dog bones which was kind of an interesting experience uh so I definitely understand these these uh, employees and their compensation they are seeking for this they've changed a little bit things around due to the coronavirus so definitely they are warranted in this I think definitely in this lawsuit and it's great that these judges dismissed it because this is something especially for people handling food handling products you got to go through all these things before you even clock into your shift and I know a lot of times they would tell you change and then clock in well you know is that part of your shift why would they tell you that why not clock in change and I get it you know the employer wants people not to be lollygagging in the the uh you know, changing in the locker rooms before they get into their shift. So you can look at it kind of both ways. Is there maybe an equal ground or an equal solution that could be found there? Perhaps. Um, and that's something we'll we'll try to keep an eye on. Um, but let's talk about Hunts Point workers, which was in the news this week. Uh, Cinder, uh, Bernie Sanders tweeted out, essential workers should not have to go on strike for decent pay. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez actually skipped the uh, inauguration of Joe Biden to be with the striking workers in their in their strike. Uh, majority of the Hunts Point workers, according to this Intercept article, have an average base salary between eighteen to twenty-one dollars an hour, and some earn as little as fifteen dollars per hour. Now, mind you, this is in New York, high cost of living, high cost of surrounding living in the metropolitan uh, area there. 300 police officers in riot gear charged the picket line of 500 people in an evening shift and arrested between five people for allegedly obstructing traffic. Now, also big news in relation to this story The Intercept points out is that Chavez, Cesar Chavez, um, who worked with a lot of uh, union, did a lot of union activities, supported a lot of strikes, supported a lot of workers, and definitely an influential figure, um, worked with the United Farm Workers of America, and the article details a little bit of criticism for his uh, his uh, st- his uh, stance against uh, illegal immigration. 
which he thought would impact the unions. I don't think they quite gave enough thought into that. Uh, feel free to check it out yourself, and feel free to check out the history yourself. His point was that essentially by using illegal immigrants, they were using scab laborers, uh, you know, which is against the, the union. It, it tears down the union structure and the effectiveness of the union, which is a, which is a good point. So let's not, not take that into consideration. But this is one of the most important food hubs in New York City's. They sought a raise of a dollar per hour in their in their new contract for the year. And they offered a boost of only 32 cents an hour uh, for these employees, for the employee the employees of of Hunts Point. A dollar eighty-five wage increase over three years and an end to any of out of pocket out of pocket payments for family health care plans. That's what was finally agreed upon, which comes out to be in sixty 60 some odd cents. So definitely almost double that uh that of the 32 cents that they are offered originally. And conditions of the contract as they note in the intercept were improved throughout the strike. So this is definitely why I wanted to bring attention to this article not only because it was a quite popular thing but because the symbolism or the, uh, uh, you know, the bus that Biden put in his office of Cesar Chavez. Where was Biden speaking up on this issue? Yes, you had uh, the two most progressive people in the, the Congress, in the Senate, uh, uh, Cortez and Sanders, that they brought up this issue. But where was Joe Biden? You have a... You have a bust of Cesar Chavez, but you don't support these workers. And I, get, you know, I get his position and where he's at in all of this. And I'm really hoping he does he does good. And he's got to be better than for workers than where we were at before uh, his time in office. But it would have been nice if if he would have kind of made a statement on that. It would have been nice to to live up to the legacy other than just using a symbolic gesture of putting up a bust of Chavez. Do what Chavez would have done and said and stood with these workers like Senator and Congresswoman did in their efforts. Bring it up in your speech there at your inauguration as the Congresswoman did. Now, I understand the we understand the reasoning behind why he didn't, and there's many that would say it could be a good or a bad thing if he were to. But in this case, fifteen dollars an hour. Imagine where you're at. I'm not sure where you're at. Maybe you are in New York, and could you imagine fifteen dollars an hour? It's hard to imagine fifteen dollars an hour even in Missouri where I'm located, or, or hard to imagine $15 an hour in in some other states where its cost of living is even lower or higher, etc. Um, and what was interesting in the comments of The Intercept was someone noted corporations are designed to view workers as uh, expenses and are always looking to get more for less. Now, that's what is kind of thought in compensation, that we look at workers as 
the expense of the organization and how much they are in the organization and how much what kind of budget we're looking at in comparison budget let's say for uh workers not not necessarily the, the total budget right um but when we're looking at the workers and I'm talking about workers whether or not you were working in delivery driver like in Hunts Points that's getting these foods out to these grocery stores whether you're in the grocery stores working as the uh, person stocking the shelves the people that are in the deli slicing the meat the managers that are overseeing all of those operations or even if you are the district manager in there all these people are workers and I think that's something important to remember especially with the reply from this comment and the person goes instead of viewed as expenses a person in the comments said fix that for you ftfy which sometimes you see in reddit posts sometimes you see in news articles instead they say corporations are designed to view workers as commodities and are always looking to get more for less i think this is a very differing view that the owners or the capitalists or the employers, whatever you want to call them, view workers as. They're viewed as commodities. Managers, maybe even some compensation analysts, view them as expenses. Well, true, it is expense. They've also been commodified. And there's a difference between a commodity and an expense in the way in viewing those things. And I challenge all listeners tuning in to understand the difference between commodity and expense. Okay. There is two differences in that. I won't take time in to explain what it is because I really want listeners to go and check out that for themselves and see kind of what you get, get from that um, and see where it goes. Um, it's an interesting thing that the capitalists, the, briefly summed up, get money from the commodity, like the total is what you could say. Well, the employers that are in managerial or in an analyst position are looking at more like the expense for the organization. Well, there's a difference. We're kind of in the middle. Those people are on top. So learn the difference, see what it is. Be interesting to see what you come up with. Our next story we're going to talk about something that hits home again for me is, and I hate to bring up any personal connections with this, but you know, speaking from this position, I, I like to give the listener in on my perspective of it and understanding where I come from my perspective, I think is better in you understanding the analysis of of what's going on here. But another f- 900,000 file for unemployment. Record jobless claims continue amid mass death from pandemic. Weekly adjusted unemployment claims topped 900,000 according to the latest weekly job report from the Department of Labor. Nearly 16 million Americans are on some form of unemployment. Department of Labor report revealed that combined 
the pandemic unemployment assistance and initial claims increased by 113,000 compared to the week prior. As has been common throughout the pandemic, desperate jobless workers attempting to file unemployment have been met with website errors, circular phone trees, unanswered questions, and contradictory solutions, leaving them frustrated and without the money they own, as detailed by WSWS.org, which I definitely check, I recommend you check out. And this is something that I've experienced myself in filing unemployment claims. And I did so within the last last day. Yesterday, I filed my unemployment claims because I was laid off at my organization that I was working for, full-time employee. I was the last one of the last people hired, and my position was term, terminated because of the coronavirus pandemic and job jobs were shifted around, etc., which is all good. You know, I get it. Um, they have a business to run. Uh, they can they can utilize other people for for what they brought to the organization prior to me getting there and knowledge they had prior to me getting there. I, I totally understand it, and that's fine, right? But the the fact that there are website errors, the fact that there is not availability to get help is so discouraging. And in WSWS, they actually argue that they are specifically designed to discourage jobless workers from trying to file unemployment in the first place. I think this analysis is definitely warranted. I don't think that there is any sort of conspiracy in this regard. We are in 2021 with some of the most technological capabilities out there and yet we can't get unemployment the unemployment website up and I'll tell you my own personal experience yesterday was every time I clicked on something on the page I had to hit refresh or else it would say access denied uh, the page you know termed out but I just kept refreshing clicking refreshing clicking refreshing before finally my claim was filed Now, how many people saw that and are maybe not as technologically savvy and saw that page and was like, oh, well, it's not working. Oh, I'll have to come back. There's there's quite a few, I'm I'm afraid. And maybe they did do exactly what I did, and and I really hope so. But it just, it is discouraging. And they got rid of the benefits at the end of the year and... I didn't get my check for almost two weeks. And I was wondering, what am I going to do? What is going to happen? How could they let this happen is what I thought to myself. I did what was right. I, I pay my taxes. I do what I'm supposed to. But they can't do what they're supposed to. And I get it. Money ran out. Negotiations inside of the government, inside of the Congress, Senate, etc. It, it had timed out. But still, it's discouraging, especially when you're looking for employment, especially when you're looking for for new clients. And I'm speaking as someone that, you know, I went to school, I got, I I had my master's degree. I'm thinking about people that don't have the education. I'm thinking about people that that maybe don't have that technologically, that are not as technologically savvy as not, 
you know, maybe knowing from from my position as a compensation analyst and, and in this show, it's not fair to those people. They're just trying to feed themselves, feed their family, scrape by on what they have. And it, it's disheartening to hear these kind of analysis, especially from WSWS. And it almost sounds, to me at least, you be your own, you be your own judge of this. Um, it, it is. It does look to me like this is intentionally done. You know, it is discouraging for workers. Um, it, we'll 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 see. And in the New York Times, in this article, they note in 2019, on average, 27% of workers receive any benefits after applying, uh, which is what one in three, less than one in three. Now, that is after them unemployed or after them applying. Now, the real question is, I wonder how many after applying receive the benefits. Um, 58% did so in New Jersey. 9% North Carolinians receive benefits. 11% in Florida. South Dakota, Mississippi, and Louisiana accepted 12% of applicants. Now, we talked about last week I think these are, I think every state we talked about that really didn't raise the minimum wage, maybe other than New Jersey, which is, well, they're accepting over half, so I guess they really don't apply, but 9% in North Carolina, South Dakota, Mississippi, Louisiana, 11, or 12, sorry, Florida at 11, and Senator out of Mansion out of West Virginia is opposed to stimulus measures. Only two in the House wanted to go through with those stimulus measures. So I as much as I as much as people desperately need that money coming in, I don't know. I think a revamp of unemployment's what definitely needs to be done for starters, right? It's unacceptable, especially when you look at other industrialized nations. The workers have way better job security. And how did they get those? How did they? Well, we're about to find out in this next next piece. But before that, I'd like everyone to check out uh, Jacobin uh, job, job programs that were discussed this week from Richard Wolf, And I'm going to be linking that in the descriptions as well. And kind of a way he talks about FDR and how when millions are unemployed, high numbers as now, they were found jobs in the federal government. There were a lot of people that could be working in the government that had been pushed out due to various reasons, especially reasons stemming from, you know, they're trying to do their job, they're trying to do what's right, and they're getting pushed out by someone above them because they don't have as much skill as much knowledge and the worker leaves or the workers laid off the workers termed um this is what's holding back i think 
a lot of our, a lot of these systems. We have a lot of, and, and this is even happening in higher levels of like military and stuff that we'd have people that are linguists. We have people with high computer knowledge and they're being left out just simply for, for minute violations, minute reasons. I mean, come on. It's time. If we want any decency, it's time to let these stranglers who are strangling productivity, creativity, etc. It's time they get out of the way. It really is. Um, we can, we're so much better than that. There's so many people out there with talents that aren't being utilized. Think about, including myself and others, all these, and I know doctors, lawyers, etc. People that are unemployed, people who are out of employment right now, good people. And why are they being pushed out? Well, because they're not going along with, with the system, quote unquote. It's, it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Entirely. So, that's another subject, another topic. But, but something must be done, and, and I really, I really hope Joe's doing the right thing, and, and, uh, the Treasury Secretary Yellen is doing the right thing, and, and they're gonna get things turned around here quick. Now, this next story we're gonna be talking about comes out of Chicago. Chicago Public Schools called the Chicago Teachers Union's proposed rejection of in-person school in a legal strike. It remains to be seen if CPS officials would lock out all teachers from remote work and withhold their pay, as has been done with 90 preschools and special education teachers and clinicians who have refused to report to their schools as ordered this month. 90. Okay. This is, this is the kind of actions I'm talking about. We have people that are educated in, in preschool and special educations and clinicians. And there's very there's a lot of intelligent people out there that just aren't going along with with this demanding of people coming back to work when it isn't warranted, when sometimes children aren't even in school, etc. And yet employees are supposed to report to school. Why? Because they don't want to lose that grip. They don't want to lose that. Their, the obedience of the worker towards the uh, employer, towards the management, towards the officer of the organization, etc. And these people that are intelligent, these people that have high degrees, postgraduate degrees, these people that are in positions are like, we're not putting up with it. We're not coming in. We're not doing it. And here in Chicago, teachers are striking. And what's interesting about this strike is they're not striking of, I'm not coming into work, I'm withholding my labor, which has been argued by the, the, the union. They're not saying, our teachers aren't withholding their labor. No, they're just working from home, which they can do, and which is able to be done because students are able to do this exact same thing. I mean, they need to check themselves before they wreck themselves. These organizations, these, these people that can work in the capacity of their own home, where they're not required to report in, um, pushing these people, it's not a good idea. It's going to frustrate teachers. It's going to frustrate not only teachers, staff, classified staff, people outside of that have certifications, etc. It, it doesn't make them happy. As someone who used to work in a district, it didn't make me happy when I was 
told first I was coming at, back after Labor Day, and then I had to come back in a month before Labor Day, and there were no protections put in place. There was no temperature checking. There was no distancing. The people that were in charge of a lot of these decisions kind of laughed it off as, ha ha, you know, it doesn't matter. And these are what these people are feeling as well. These are in other organizations these people is feeling as well. It, it is, this virus has exposed the divide between the ruled and those that are the rulers. And the rulers had better understand that those who are ruled are quickly, along with the internet, etc., and their own experiences, waking up to their maneuvering, the ways in which they do things, and they're not putting up with it anymore. They don't have to put up with it anymore. It is time these people, which are largely oblivious to this, a lot of them, maybe not, maybe they're not oblivious, or they maybe try to act oblivious to all this, they have better wake up and realize what's going on before before it's too late before the, i i don't know what's going to happen but i will say this something's going to happen if they do not come to the realization come to the they're not cognizant of what is going on okay if they're not looking people are not going to accept not getting any increases in wages people are not going to accept any not getting increases in benefits. These benefits that they have at organizations are largely, um, largely not even, you could call a benefit. A lot of times it's better to go out of pocket than it is, or even go out of sight of your employer for benefits than it is to go with your employer for benefits. And I hope all my listeners are hearing what I'm saying here. Sometimes it's better not to take insurance. For me, at my last organization, it was cheaper to take dental insurance and better for me to take dental insurance outside of my organization than within my organization. So, I hope that they're waking up to that, employers, and I hope employees, as the goal of this program, to educate both on understanding how we can get to more equity. Some don't need more than others, vice versa, etc. Now, this isn't to say all employers... And what's almost paradoxical is these bigger employers a lot of times are better at getting uh, or understanding this, of of course, than these small. And I know the small business out there has incredibly challenges facing them, and that all must be factored in. And they're working with a lot less smaller capital, a lot less smaller uh, operating expenses, etc., than a larger organization. But... In this next story, let's talk about a way at least some organizations are um, helping out uh, in terms of compensation. Uh, this, this next story comes out of NPR. Trader Joe's, Dollar General, and others are paying workers to get vaccines, is the headline of this article. So, Aldi's this week is offering employees compensations for getting vaccinated, providing workers with two hours of pay for each of the two vaccine dosages, which is very nice that they won't lose missed hours from work and to help pay for the shots. CEO of Aldi's, uh, Jason Hart, says, providing accommodations so employees can receive this critical vaccine is one more way we can support them and eliminate the 
need to choose between earning their wages and protecting their well-being. Very thoughtful. Um, Aldi's and Trader Joe's, you know, are kind of connected. Um, you know, they are also doing the same thing. Um, Instacart is offering a $25 stipend. Um, payments are coming to those to, to get vaccinated. So they're not entirely tone deaf to this, to these situations, but a lot of these small businesses, and and we understand why that is, like I just explained earlier, a lot of times they are a little bit deaf to, to situations, especially the divide between the owner of the organization and then the employees of the organization. They think that everything is, is stacked in their favor, which, you know, and I'm talking about the employees, not the employers, but it runs both ways, right? So let's talk a little bit about, after this, what's going on out in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. And then we're going to talk about Asia, Australia, and the Pacific. Um, this comes again from WSWS. It's the only one place I could find these kind of resources, thankfully. Uh, strikes from UK energy workers continue as British Airways workers plan further walkout. French energy workers strike, South African metal workers, and broadcast workers strike against redundancies. Um, there's been strikes by engineers, a five-day strike at energy company, British Gas, owned by Centricia, I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm not perfect on that. Anytime I mess up, be sure to email me. I would love to hear if I'm pronouncing something incorrectly, or name, business, etc. Uh, that way I know in the future. <laughs> uh... Gas repair engineers, smart metering engineers, central heating installants, and electrical engineers, specialist business gas engineers, all carried out a strike um, because of union contracts, which surely goes into their wages. Same thing was happening at British Airways cargo handling workers. Uh, They were trying to fire and rehire the entire workforce on inferior terms, which you always know means lower pay, etc. In France, power company EDF held a one-day strike. They're trying to break up. The strike was trying to break up privatization of the company. Um, opposition to all that. Uh, French lorry drivers are threatening industrial actions, uh, such as mounting blockades, difficulty conducting uh, COVID-19 tests prior to crossing borders. Cheap food and refreshment, problems arising from Brexit. That's a whole other issue we could probably spend the whole day talking about. Uh, pharmaceutical workers in French and France have been striking. Um, they're looking to get the rollout of the vaccine. There's slow dispersal they had there, so they're trying to trying to get uh, you know. They're trying to cut jobs from there, and and they're not wanting that, especially with all the slow rollout and everything from that. In Ireland, the medical laboratory staff are to reject government pay offer. Um, The workers, however, do not think the deal addresses the gap between their pay and that of biochemists and medical scientists. Again, something you could go into a long debate debate about. Uh, They also note, which is, is very interesting, that they're looking for unfilled positions, this Irish medical laboratory, and they're not there. And so the workers there are having to take on other 
responsibilities and roles for those unfilled posts, but yet not getting a pay increase. So that's one thing that they're arguing about. Uh, UK workers at Airbus are, uh, are trying to strike against or go against pay cut and or, uh, hourly hour cuts, which follows pay cuts. So they're trying to, you know, get rid of the redundancies there. Hopefully it'll be restored. Thousand jobs have been lost out there. In UK also, they're seeing DHL drivers. They're trying to get an improving pay offers out there. Um, so they're trying to just seek just 50 pounds more of the minimum wage where it's at right now of 891. They're angry about, they're angry, the strikers are angry at the company. The police have been called on several occasions because they're using scab labor there in DHL. Teaching staff in London school, they're cutting out 18 of 30 teaching support roles. The restructuring's going on, but yet they're looking to strike. So, you know, wages are going to be lost, hours are going to be cut, etc., Unions called off planned stoppage by paint production workers in Northeast England. Uh, they accepted a 1.5% pay offer backdated to April. They had not stri- striked in over 100 years. It's in- incredible. Palestinian workers are striking in the West Bank against Jordanian um, law, not Israeli. They're looking to seek a pay raise. Um, including safe health and safety measures and, you know, in compensation, you know, you can't just think about pay. It's also about the quality of health that's offered there. That's, that's compensating an employee for coming into work. How healthy and how, how safe is the, uh, the organization going to be there? Um, there's a pension scheme going on out there that they're a little upset about as well. Um, so, you know, the owners are using the pandemic as reasons not to meet the demands, so workers are walking out there. Protest by Jordanian farmers outside of the Minister of Agriculture. The, they'd be allowed to hire foreign workers, abolition on, abolition on taxes of fertilizer and agricultural chemical products. Peak hour price increases on electricity supplies. They've been really hit hard by the pandemic. In Africa, workers are uh, have been dismissed with short notice before Christmas. They're looking to get uh, they're they're looking you know for pay. They're looking to get their jobs reinstated, etc. Um, and in uh, South Africa, they want an unfair dismissal in which jobs have to be reinstated by February first. And $2.6 million in lost wages paid to Luxor Paints for 181 employees that have been unfairly dismissed and pay and working conditions since 2018. This happened before the pandemic. Um, and imagine all those things that happened before the pandemic. And then because of the pandemic, everyone's busy. Everyone is just worn out. It's... It's incredible what's this time that's going on right now. East South African Broadcasting Corporations, they lost 300 jobs there. 
they're going to do industrial actions against the organization. They've started to receive re-entrenchment notices. So they're thinking about starting up a strike. Nambian and Nambia, uh, retail workers continue strikes and uh, defying intimidation. 2,000 of them have strikes since December 23rd, demanding a pay increase. Um, of $600 from the minimum wage of $2,500 and, you know, their currency and allowances for housing and transport. They're relying on consolidation services to agree settlements because of the workers' low pay. Nigerian retired teachers held protests in interstate building over lack of pension payments. One says in the protest, the leader, the local government should stop telling lies. They have not paid us. Some of this, some of us are sick and have died because they could not afford food. In Zimbabwe, there's a protest over lack of strike over lack of personal protection equipment. Um, and and also the council workers in Zimbabwe strike over lack of PPE as long as non-payment of salaries and bonuses for December 2020. All this will be linked in in the description below. Now let's talk a little bit about Asia, Australia, and the Pacific. Chinese healthcare workers press protest over wage arrears, so that come back in and taking their pay. Um, that that the pay that they use from their salaries, deducting pensions and insurance, is never used to pay for actual pensions and insurances. One doctor. And China says that he's only received the full amount of his monthly salary once in the past two years. Several hundred healthcare workers previously demanded their wages be paid through the local government and health bureau. And were told the solution would be organized by December 25th, 2020, which was entirely an empty promise. Um, South Korea, in South Korea, there's protests of Nurses over the same issues as what we just described earlier, struggling to care for a surging number of patient, patients and health and stories. Authorities hastily increase the number of hospital beds without increasing the number of workers, so they're having to work more, but without getting more pay. Um, parcel delivery drivers in Seoul threaten strike. Um... Because you know that increase in work and loading packages, delivery of parcels, etc., etc. Construction workers strike in Myanmar for unpaid wages. 2,000 building workers walked off the job, protested outside of the project in which they are working. U.S. $400 million luxury apartments, hotels, and offices. Ne uh, Nepalese health workers demand COVID-19 allowances. 100 workers um, are striking against the hazard pay or risk allowances they're calling it from March of last year. They haven't received it yet. In India, municipal workers in Delhi demand overdue wages. Protesters include teachers, nurses, paramedics, engineers, municipal employees, restaurant food delivery workers in Pacham on strike. The workers said there was early upcoming $345 U.S. dollars after working 28 days is now earning only $179, almost cut in half there. Uh, 
there's terminations in the university in the same location. It means there's loss of income. Syrian Catholic Syrian bank workers in Kerala protest. They were entitled to a one fifteen percent pay raised. They it looks like they didn't they didn't get it there. They're trying to settle on the wages there. Pakistani power utility workers hold an anti-privatization protest. Many people are striking. Unions, etc., etc. Bangladeshi hotel and restaurant workers demand implementation of labor law. The union said employers had seized on the COVID-19 pandemic not to pay wages and terminate workers without pay arrears and overtime pays. Sri Lankan government hospital workers hold nationwide protest. That is in relationship to the risk allowances and delay of uniform allowances that they didn't receive. Inadequate leave, freeze on overtime rates. Substitute workers became permanent or trying to become permanent, and that's what they're that's what they're striking against out there. Peter's Ice Cream Factory workers in Melbourne, Australia. Um, they've been cutting the hourly wages of of employees by more than nine dollars an hour. Thirty percent of the work force is casual, as they describe it. So it sounds like temporary. They're uh, they're currently paid thirty one seventy an hour. Five percent pay raise over three years. They're looking for a higher pay raise of 7.5 over the three years. And there's Queensland strike. Workers fighting for proper wages. Workers fighting to maintain conditions there. A lot of these places are offering, especially at this Australian Manufacturing Workers Union, are offering. They've not had a pay raise in five years. They're offering a 1% pay raise. That even offset inflation. Doesn't sound like it. New Zealand support home support workers locked out. They are they are looking for for more wages, more guaranteed hours, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this isn't just happening here in the United States. This is happening all across the world. Struggles are happening all over, and I've linked this also in the description. But an interesting story we're going to talk about and it's going to be our last story for this week comes from Bloomberg Wall Street gets frugal with employees after pandemic windfall average pay per employee rose $271 at top US bank last year even when revenue soared compensation cost rose much less Goldman Sachs workforce generated 15% more revenue per employee during the tumult of 2020 spent just 2% more on each person. The revenue per employee surged 22%, the figure for pay up 1%. Now, you can go and look at this uh, this article and kind of see what's going on here, but long story short is, is that even though with an increase of money being made, the banks, J.P. Morgan, uh, Citibank, etc., aren't paying their workers more. We're talking about workers with degrees in finance, postgraduate degrees in finance, accounting, 
economics, etc., etc., business. And they're not getting those increases as well. So it's just not us that are working in positions not tied to Wall Street, not tied to the where the money is generated for the people that are in those positions for retirements and et cetera, et cetera, insurance companies, et cetera, et cetera, banks to make money off, et cetera. But it's also those workers, and this is what I really wanted to hit home here, no matter what capacity you're in, whether you're at the top of the organization, whether you're at the bottom of the organization, everyone is being exploited. I read a Reddit post this week about a, a gentleman's father who was climbed to the ranks of the topest, highest spot of the organization, became a businessman inside the organization, was, was kind of on top. And, and he was just dissatisfied with everything else. And when he retired, he was happy he could finally do what he wanted to do. And that's something I'm sure we all struggle with. We're wanting to do something that, that we want to do that makes a difference that we want to see in our lives. And, and let's hope we're talking about a good difference we want to see in people's lives. Right. And I think there's a lot of us out there, whether we're doctors, whether we're food service staff at a school, whether we're lawyers, whether we are janitors, custodial staff, whether we are nurse nursing assistants, whether we are serving coffee or we're doctors or we are working inside a city government, secretaries, assistants, we are all workers. And I don't want people to miss out on that. We are all workers working in this together. But there are some people in our society that are using us to exploit and extract from. They are not on the same page of us. They do not send their children to the same school of us as us. They do not do and care about the communities in which we live and work, for they have their own communities in which they live. But yet, not necessarily do they work, or at least not in the same capacity. Whether you're a nurse, whether you're a nurse's aide, whether you're a cook or a chef, whether you're a compensation analyst, a finance analyst, a hedge fund analyst, etc. Whether you're a professor or you're a public school teacher, you're, everyone is a worker. Everyone is working together in this, some together, some apart, some in both capacities in which they may not even know. This is the point of critical compensation. I want everyone to know that we are in this together. There are some people out there that are trying to divide 
people in different tribes and different sectors. You know, the blue class workers sit with the blue class, the white class workers sit with the white class at the lunch table. This is what's wrong. It's this division that is wrong. And I hope by listening to this podcast, we can all think about this, strategize in ways to overcome this, try to get to more equity, more fair pay, so we can build a better world for not only ourselves, our children, our children's children, workers from China, workers from America, workers from Spain, workers from Brazil, workers from Germany, workers from Israel, workers from Palestine, and workers from Japan can all come together and build the world that we want to see in spite of the way the world currently is, divide them among nations, Pakistan versus India, etc. That we, that work for a wage, it is those that control the wages that keep us divided and benefit for their own wages. And I hope that we continue to follow along with the program to see the ways in which this is done, the ways to fight against it, and the way that we can get to pay equity in organizations for workers and for employees as to build a better day. Thank you again for tuning in to an episode of Critical Compensation. We will see you next week. Have a good week. Think about these things. Research. Question more. And try to understand why it is the way things are currently. Thank you again.